after a thousand years minimum or several thousands of years of generations, it took the Iblis that long to finally influence the children of Adam to commit their first act of shirk. And the shirk took over the world. Now this was the point when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down the first Rasul, Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. 950 years calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh people, say la ilaha illallah. Oh people, leave the worship that you are worshipping and turn to Allah azza wa jal. It was a prophet and it was a messenger. And he is from the Ulil Azmi min al-Rusul, from the top five prophets and messengers. Called to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, day and night, in the open and close, individually and groups, 950 years, alayhi salam, called to Allah non-stop. They did not want to listen. They wanted to carry on in their ways. And so we opened up the doors of the heavens with gushing water. The gates of the heavens just open and rain will come down. Not like a normal tap, but a big explosion just came down of water. Allah Azza wa Jal exploded from the grounds, springs with water coming out. The water of the sky and the water of the earth met together on a divine command. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. He was Nuh, the son of Lamik, the son of Mitosholach, the son of Khanukh, who was Idris alayhi salatu wasalam. Idris is the father of the grandfather of Nuh. So Nuh is his fourth grandson to Idris alayhi salam. Nuh was the first messenger of Allah to the people of the world. And he is one of the five Ulul Azm. Ulul Azm are the greatest five of the Anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, he's one of them. The other four are Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Ibrahim, Musa and Isa. Peace be upon them all. At the time of Nuh alayhi salam, Nuh was the only Muslim worshipping Allah azza wa jal alone at that time. Everyone beside Nuh is a mushrik. So he said to them directly, O oh my people, worship Allah alone. You have no deity besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told them, See you not how Allah has created seven heavens one above the other, and has made the moon a light therein, and made the sun a lamp, and Allah has brought you forth from the dust of the earth. Afterwards, He would return you into the earth and bring you forth again on the day of resurrection. And Allah has made for you the earth widespread, that you may go about therein and broad roads. He was dealing with a very, very stubborn people. There were a people who had been blessed with wealth and they had been blessed with uh, good progeny. They had been blessed with a lot of good crops. And this was the reason why they, be they became so stubborn because everything was, everything was working. In fact, when Nuh came and started to preach, after he preached, that's when these things stopped. So there was a drought. And when the drought came, they said, Why is this? All these years, we've been fine with good rain, good crops, good, good survival, right? And now this man comes along and everything gets damaged. So this man is the crook. 
He's the one that we need to kill or throw out of this community. He told his people, I fear over you the punishment of that day, the great day. I fear that a punishment will overtake you. If you believe in this message, Allah will give your crops back. Why? He's talking to a civilization that is, that is running on crops. Then he said to them, Allah will give you cattle back. He said to them, Allah will give you crops back. And he said to them, Allah will give your children. He will put blessings in your children. And then he said, Oh my Lord, I called my people during the day and night. Every single hour and minute of the day and night. Oh Allah, then I called them in the open. I called them in clothes, I called them in the day, I called them at night, I went to their houses, I went to their gatherings, I spoke to them individually, I spoke to them in groups, and my call to them only made them run away from me. He would be giving them dawah, he would be speaking to them, and they would put their fingers in the ears, or they would cover themselves with their clothes, and they would be arrogant and proud. If you are speaking to someone, and he starts putting his fingers in his ears, and he covers himself up and he acts arrogantly towards you. Will you able to continue to talk to him? Nuh was doing this for 950 years. 950 years he is making dawah night and day, publicly and privately. And the more dawah he gives, the worse the situation would become. And the more animosity would become between him and his people. And the people are not listening to talk with. He is speaking to closed ears. But he had patience. The chiefs from amongst the people, they said, You are astray. This man is astray. Don't listen to him. He said, Oh my people, I am not astray. I am a messenger from the Lord of the worlds. I am only conveying to you the messages of my own Rabb. And I am giving you advice. Ask forgiveness from your Lord. Verily, he is oft forgiving. And listen to the benefits of Istighfar. He will send rain to you in abundance and give you increase in wealth and children and bestow on you gardens and bestow on you rivers. They went on to argue with Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam. They say, you're just like a man. You're, ju you're just a man like ourselves. Nothing special in you. You claim to be a messenger. You claim to be a prophet. But we see you just like us, an ordinary individual. You're drinking like us. You're eating like us. They said if Allah wanted to send somebody down to us, he would have sent an angel. Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam, he told his people, Oh my people, I am not telling you that I am an angel. And I am not telling you that I own the treasures of the earth. And I am not saying that by following me you will become loaded. And I don't know the unseen. So don't come and ask me what's behind the wall. And don't come and ask me what are these people going to have tomorrow. I am not claiming to know the unseen. The next thing that they did now was they started to offer Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam money. They thought they can bribe a prophet of Allah. Keep quiet. We'll give you money. How much do you want? Oh my people, I'm not going to ask any recompense from you. I don't want money for what I am teaching you. My reward is from none but Allah. It's been narrated that the maximum narration says that the followers of Nuh in 950 years did not exceed 80 people. For the call of 950 years, 24-7 work only gets 80 people. Some narration says even 10 people. 80 people in 950 years, you can work it out. In 100 years, 
How many? One or two. Allahu Akbar. And this is an example for every da'iyah. That when you call to Allah, don't expect the whole world to follow you one day and night. Remember Nuh, 950 years for 80 people. And this is a prophet. This is a messenger who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had chosen to be the best of people in this world. And the best of people in the hereafter. And accepted 80 followers. Who were we compared to Nuh alayhi salam? Who were these 80 people? What were their backgrounds? What were their positions and status in the community or in society? They weren't popular people. They weren't famous people. They weren't people who had high positions, such as the chief of a, of a tribe or the leader of a, of, a, of a nation. So the leaders, the wealthy and political leaders, influential men of the society, they came to Nuh and they said that We do not see you know, rich, powerful people following you. Instead, we see the poor, destitute people following you. Why should we follow you when the lowest of our society is with you? You have to kick out those weekend slaves, otherwise we're not going to listen to you. He said, these people appear to be low in terms of worldly standings, but you don't know their hearts. You don't know their hearts. Allahu Akbar. They are pious. Allah knows their heart. Who will support me? Who will stand by me? If I kick these people away and Allah Azza wa Jal will want to punish me, who will stand by me? Can't you think? They said, if you cease not, if you don't stop Onu, you will surely be among those stoned to death. We're going to stone you to death. Look at these threats. What did Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam do? He knew Allah was with him. Not a day did he raise his hands to say, Ya Allah, destroy them. He kept on saying, Ya Allah, guide my people. He is alone against all of the society. And he did not tired. And he never gave up. Who gave up? His people. They told Nuh, You have been debating with us and this debate has been prolonged. This is taking too long. Can you please end it and bring the punishment of Allah that you said? Subhanallah, look at the sabr of the Nabi. He never gave up and the whole society won against the whole and they lost. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and it was inspired to Nuh. None of your people will believe except those who have believed already. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala closed the doors of Tawbah. Nuh made his dua after 950 years of patience. He finally made a dua against his people and he said, O oh Allah, leave none of the non-believers on the face of the earth. Nuh said, if you leave them, they will mislead your servants and they will beget none but wicked disbelievers. Nuh called out to us, we responded immediately to our worshipper. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. We are the best of those who respond, Allah says. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do not be sad because of what they used to do. Do not grieve over them. And you know why this was said? Because the wife of Nuh did not accept the message. The son of Nuh did not accept the message. They were all from the kuffar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Nuh to build an ark, a ship. Nuh asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save him and his family and the believers. Allah promised him that he will save him and his family and the believers. But he said, except those who disbelieved. Allah ordered Nuh to go up to a mountain to build the big ship. 
And Jibreel السلام, came down teaching Nuh how to build the ark. So Nuh started constructing the ark. And Nuh stayed 100 years building the ark. So Jibreel السلام, used to tell him how to prepare the wood. He tell him to carve the wood and make it curved so that it can sail easily and it can float. And he told him to use nails and wood. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands him to build three decks upon the ship. The lowest deck was for animals. The deck above that, that's the middle deck, was for the human beings, passengers. And the topmost deck was for the birds. At that time, there wasn't many trees in his area. So Nuh will plant that tree, wait for it to grow. And then Nuh will cut that timber and put it into the ark. 100 years until it became a massive ark. How massive? How big? Some of them say it was 80 yards long. Some of them say 100. And one extreme narration says a thousand yards, but minimum 80 yards long. And they agree that it was at least 30 yards high. It wasn't an ark or a ship that's opened, it was closed. Because Allah told Nuh it was going to rain, so close it. As he was constructing the ship, whenever the chiefs of his people would pass by, they would make fun of him. They mocked at him. Oh Nuh, did you become a carpenter after you're a prophet? We thought you're a prophet. And they'll mock him. And then they told him, Oh Nuh, you build a ship in the middle of the desert over a mountain? Uh, there's something wrong with you. There is something wrong with you. Nuh told them, If you mock at us, so do we mock at you likewise for your mocking. And you will know who it is on whom will come a torment that will cover him with disgrace and on whom will fall a lasting torment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gave him a sign. When that sign takes place, take you and your family and your followers and from every, from every animal, different genders, male and female, and go into the ark. And Nuh waited for that sign. And that sign is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, when water starts to come out of the tannur, then that's the sign for you to go to the ark. Tannur is the old oven. And Nuh waited for that sign. And one day, water exploded out of the oven. So Nuh knew it's time. He called upon his followers, and went to the ark and in front of the ark all the animals from the different genders were waiting in line to enter the ark subhanallah Allah's miracles from every animal male, female was waiting outside the ark and Nuh went with his 80 of his followers and his family and his wife Nuh had a non-believing wife she passed away then Allah gave him a believing wife and he had four boys. He had Ham, Sam, Yafith, and Kanan. Three of those, Sam, Ham, Yafith, were Muslims, and Kanan was a non-believer. When he went on the ark, what did he say? Bismillah. So it was till then came our command. And so we opened up the doors of the of the heavens. The springs of the earth started gushing with water, and rain started falling from the sky. 
the water of the sky and the water of the earth met together on a divine command. The waves picked up this ark and knew he's seeing his son in front of his eyes. He is telling his son, Come and join us. Oh my son, embark with us and don't be with the non-believers. What did his son reply in arrogance? He said, he said, Dad, I'm going to go to a high mountain and it will save me from the water. His father told him, There is nothing that can save you on this day except the mercy of Allah. He refused. Waves separated between them and he drowned. Imagine standing and you see your son in front of your eyes. And the waves are separating between you and him slowly. And in front of your eyes, you know that that's the end of your son. What a difficult situation. And Nu called upon his Lord and said, O oh my Lord, verily my son is of my family, and certainly your promise is true, and you are the most just of the judge. Allah replied immediately to him and said to him, He said, Oh no, he's not one of your family. Why? In the earlier verse, Allah said to him, I will save your family except the ones who disbelieved. Don't dare to ask me something that you have no knowledge of. I warn you. I admonish you. I advise you not to be among the ignorant. Nuh did not hesitate. He immediately prostrated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asked Allah to forgive him. The water level was reaching now the peaks of mountains fully. Not only Allah, the Arabian Peninsula, but the whole world was covered with water. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So the ship sailed with them amidst wave-like mountains. It is not this ark that saved them from these waves. It is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the care of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will take care of you and save you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Nuh to build the ark because you have to do your part. And they'll stay in the ark for six months. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Nuh to make dua. Well, Allah, make me land on a good landing. And you are the best of those who give hospitality. Allah azza wa jal, for six months, protected Nuh and his followers in the ark. And then Allah azza wa jal ordered the ground to swallow the water. And then the flood's gone. Nuh salam is in the cover. He doesn't know. Six months under the rain, water from the top, water from the bottom. So Nuh used to send bird. He used to send a pigeon. And every day that pigeon would come back with nothing. So one day he sent that pigeon and came back with a leaf from the, from an olive tree. So Nuh realized that now the water is drying. And then after that, for a few days, he sent that pigeon again. He came back with mud on his feet. So Nuh realized that now the water is dry. And where did the ark stop? It stopped on a mountain called Judee. And that mountain is in Turkey. The ark, subhanAllah, was built on a mountain and landed on a mountain. See, you hardly find an ark that high. Allah says, and we left the ark as a sign, as a miracle. Can anyone deny this? At the time of the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, this ark was still there. And people found it, and people witnessed it, and people spoke about it. And today they still talk about its fossils. And the scientists are discovering because they know that the ark is actually still there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O Nuh, get down from the ship with peace from us and may blessings be upon you and on the people who are with you. And then Nuh alayhi salam came out with 80 people and only 80 people living on the surface of this earth. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him and those eight people and the rest of the animals. And Nuh alayhi salam came out knowing that there is no one living on the surface of this earth. And not only this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made all the followers of Nuh not to have any descendants, no more children. All the descendants stopped. All the wives were barren except Nuh and his family. And that's why they call Nuh the second Adam. Because all the descendants go back to Nuh alayhi salam, no one else. At that point, Nuh alayhi salam had three sons. What their names were? Sam or Sham, Ham and Yafid. And Nuh alayhi salam lived 350 years after, 350 years after the flood. And he passed away alayhi salam and most of the narration says he was buried in Mecca. So what's the lesson? Be patient. The end, the end result, the winners in the end are going to be who? The ones who have taqwa. The ones who will win are the believers. Nuh did win, but he won after 950 years. From the progeny of Sam, there came from him the Arabs, the Persians and the Romans. From Yafith, there came the prosperity of the Turks, some tribe called the Sakalibas and Ya'juj and Ma'juj, Gog and Magog. And from Ham started the lineage of who they call the Copts, Sudanese and the Barbars, so the dark looking people. And from the children of Sam started to spread all the way into the Arabian Peninsula and all the way to Yemen and Hadramaut. And one of the tribes, a tribe by the name of Ad comes from. And they started worshipping things, stones and items, shirk, engaging in shirk. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent Hud to the Ad, the people of Ad.